Here we go, welcome to episode two of Knees on Mother Brown, stabbing you in the back like Harry Redknapp in 1994. We've got another <laughs> great team assembled here. We've got a winner of a giant panda in a Cadbury chocolate competition in 1983. It's James Longman. Hello, James. Wasn't a real panda. Wasn't a real panda. Good. And joining him, we've got Rio, who's Steve Potts, number one fan and a moderator on the forums. Great, great to have you here for your debut, Good Rio. Good gentlemen. Nice to meet you. Fantastic. So we're all ready to go. Let's kick off and talk about two disastrous away performances oh, against boy. Arsenal and Fulham. Who wants to go first? Rio? Uh, would you like me to offer the Samaritans phone number? Yeah, <laughs> I think we should, probably should. It is 08457 901090. Any of our listeners have been affected by West Ham's shocking away form, that's number to call. I don't think, <laughs> I, they've probably already topped themselves, I think. I think the, I think probably that 11 minutes at the start of the, the second half against Arsenal would have finished a few off. That's they were just bit, about yeah. to until 77 minutes in against Swansea. <laughs> 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 it's fine. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah, that turned into a great result very quickly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Rio, what do you th- what do you make of the Arsenal game then? What do you think? Um, I just thought when the side was announced, I thought it was a bit of a strange setup. You know, the mm. army on the bench, Joe Cole on the bench. Vazte's been a bit of a shocker lately. Yeah, and he's not known for his work rate. And I thought mm. against a team like Arsenal, at least you know Joe Cole's going to put in 45, 60 minutes, sixty five of his, yeah. especially fit that week. You know, of sheer work. Uh, where Vastay's a bit lazy. Yeah. You know. Um, but the thing is, we started off okay, you know. They had their chances, we had ours. We didn't take all of them. Mm. Um, That's how it goes. What do you reckon, James? What I was most frustrated about, because I was, you know, for 45 minutes, mm. we fought and we were resilient and we yeah. deserved to, you know, we could have gone in 2-1 up. There yeah. was that uh, yeah. clearance off a line at the end of the first half. And we just, I just thought, oh, at least we've, you know, we yeah. could get something out of this. I started to believe we'd get a point yeah. out of it. And then just, there was 10, 15 minutes. It was just a disaster. Yeah. The second half, we didn't turn up. And credit yeah. to Arsenal, some of their passing was just superb. Yeah. But, we just couldn't I mean, them, I think. Come on. I think so, they would have yeah. turned apart most sides in the Premiership yeah. outside the top two or three that day. Yeah. That, that 10 minutes... Yeah. They just absolutely destroyed everyone. I, I came away from that game saying it, it was in a good performance apart from that 11 minutes, but it yeah. just totally co- coloured the game. And well, it, once it, it that 11 minutes like was hammering. over, it kind of petered out, didn't it? It I did, think, yeah. I think they couldn't be bothered after yeah, that. Yeah, they couldn't be bothered. Then yeah. injury come along, which yeah. blew everyone's cells. Yeah. 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 I, I thought it was well, that referee, did he play like something like six, seven minutes of injury time? Oh, it's longer, I think. Yeah. I think we're just, I just not another one. 12 minutes. I mean, not another one. <laughs> I'd already left, but I, the game was dead. They're like, yeah. I don't, why? Why did we? No one wanted to play on. It nah. just seemed a bit ridiculous to that referee. I just thought. I, mean, I thought even twelve minutes was a bit short mm. because Potts was down for I'd say a good ten, eleven. Yeah. If you were countering the normal uh, football league rules, where thirty seconds per substitution. Yeah. I think it was five or six. Yeah. And it should have gone on for a little bit longer, not yeah. just to prolong the agony, you know. Yeah. I mean, the youngsters today, they go to Arsenal, they go to away games, and they don't know the sheer agony of going up something like that and getting absolutely destroyed. So, mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's an education. Hang on. Oh, it's uh, a battering. Yeah, I th- when Collison got that early goal, 
I was sat with Arsenal fans and I, I stood up and was like, I can't believe this. And I looked around, <laughs> really enjoying it. I thought, we can get this. For that really two minutes, everyone believed. Everyone's going mental. But mm, yeah, that, rally that kicks in. Yeah. And that Podolski strike, yeah, something else, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but but I, I thought the, one of the highlights of the game as well was the uh, was sitting in the Arsenal fans and the West Ham fans were singing, Robin Van Persie, he left because you're shit. I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. not a great big fan chant. of the Sloop John B songs, but that's probably the best yeah. one I've heard this season. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was. Um, I felt it was forty-five minutes of hard work thrown yeah. away, and it's and it's a real shame. Yeah. And it was also my first experience of sitting with away fans, and there was about six of us hammers, yeah. kind of sat with them, and that it's a real, it's it's funny actually because when we scored, you it's okay to kind of not celebrate. You can kind of think, oh, that's really good, and not celebrate. But yeah. when a big tackle goes in, you really want to get yeah. get riled. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. what really gets you more yeah. riled than actually yeah. a goal. Because a goal, you're kind of like, yeah, we scored, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah. When a big tackle yeah. goes in, you want to go, fuck off, yeah. come on! <laughs> <laughs> you get I, furious. I, the, I, my only slip-up <laughs> sitting with the home fans was when uh, Yussi fucked up. And I was like, Yussi, you fuck! <laughs> oh, he's terrible, that guy. <laughs> I just about got away with it. <laughs> but yeah, there was yeah. about eight of us sitting yeah. on our hands. But, um, but if you want to get caught out anywhere in the country with the home fans, it's probably yeah. Arsenal. No one's going to care. What are going to yeah. do? Bat, batter you with a library book or something like yeah. that. They did only start singing as well when we were 4 1 down, which I thought was <laughs> remarkable. Yeah, they, they didn't carry that on there, did they? You know, no. As usual. Yeah. Little burst. Shut up. Yeah. But then, so then we had that terrible result, and then we went to Craven Cottage where we were sawn off 3 1. What do we think of that? Oh, where do you start? Um, firstly, you see, you don't get beat at your near post from a corner. I don't care if three people are mm. offside. You still do not get beat at a near post at a corner. The second goal, we have three defenders around him. You know, Roger the Yeager is not that big. No. You know? If you're being out-muscled and beaten to the ball by like a five-foot-seven one with a little bit of a predator dreadlocks going to live on. It's just not right, is it? You know? Yeah. We cut our own throat, you know, we yeah. got what we deserved. But even after we conceded that first goal, we came out in the second half and we, we were just, I thought, oh, this is a totally different team. Like, Big Sam's put a rocket up there. It was ass. only two minutes, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even like up until the point Fulham took the lead again, it was just like, I think that sums us up this season that fragility in defence. We just, it's a real weakness and it kind of just says that just, we just blew the game as soon as that went in. What you oh, think? Oh, yeah, yeah. I just think, as someone who's played football as well, you just think there's no excuse for conceding, what is it, 45 seconds after mm. we scored. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, There's just yeah. no excuse. Yeah, As professional footballers, yeah. you just can't do that. And as a yeah. team, mm. it's just, it's a bit, that's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. And, you know, there's nothing, no matter what you say, whether you like Big Sam or you hate Big Sam, that is just poor defending and poor teamwork. And there's no more, there's nothing you can do mm. as a manager you know, you score and then you concede straight away. There's nothing you can do as a manager. No. You know, and that is just, yeah. you kind of think that fragility you're talking about, it's um, it's come back in, in this, into us this season mm. and we haven't had it so far. No. And it's slowly seeped in and, you know, this run of results is because of it, I think. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I, know I hate to keep hammering Tompkins but I've got I've got a mate who who loves academy players and he's a big Tompkins fan but I saw him after that Fulham game and he said I'm done with Tompkins because he he said the best defending he did that game was for Fulham because whenever he was in in their area he was just knocking like good crosses were coming in and he was clearing them essentially 10 foot over the crossbar he just like, offensively he was just as bad I thought yeah there's an awful header on to- uh, well not on target at goal 
Yeah. With a corner towards the end, and he just. It wasn't even an effort. He just no. kind of bounced off his head. You know, I mean, professional football, you shouldn't do yeah. that. What yeah. What are they doing in training? I know. I feel um, on his side, <laughs> he's very handsome. You're, in, you're, in, <laughs> you're entrenched him, in this pro very well. position. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing um, he can do. I just well, it's it's a thing. I mean, Swansea clean. Sorry, I know we'll talk about that in a minute, but clean sheet, and I thought we played well. Yeah. They did. Um, them, yeah. And there was he had a header um, from our corner that, he, that if he had gone target and got in, I feel like mm. he had changed everything. There's a collective sigh, you know, yeah. when he missed and it went over the bar against Swansea. Yeah. And I just thought it's a bit of a confidence thing with him. And I just really want him to do well, but I know he's struggling. And, he I, and, and it's not good enough for a minute. I'm sure he'd admit it. Yeah, but I, I guess he's in the team because we've got no choice but to have him in the team at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, it is down to necessity. Mm. Uh, it's like a couple of players in the team. It's necessity. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I know the excuse was off at the start of the season that Tompkins was off form because he went away with the Olympic squad. Mm. Uh, his confidence got knocked he made an error, got dropped. But I don't completely buy that. You know, I mean, he came back in the side early on, played in midfield, which isn't on. I mean, he got away with it last season in the championship, but mm. different level. Get punished. He just cannot do it, you know. No. And when, since he's come back just before Christmas when Collins got injured, yeah, he's had a long run in the side now. And until Saturday, he hasn't delivered at all. Mm. And it's, it's disappointing to see because as a homegrown player, you really want him to succeed. You want him yeah. to do well. But he struggled towards the end of the... In a relegation season, he struggled this season. Is he good enough? No. <clears throat> I'll answer that. No. <laughs> no. We haven't even finished. <laughs> the thing is, a lot of people say to me, oh, yeah, but he was great last season. Yeah, we're in the championship. He, like, he, I just don't think he can deal with the, the, the kind of players he comes up against in the premiership. And then last yeah. time he had a solid run of the team in the premiership, we went down. Yeah. And he, he was in the defence for that. And then I think maybe Sam has thought maybe he can make a step up in the midfield and be useful there, but... No, again, that, he's even decision. worse. Yeah, he's even worse, I think, in the Even in last year, I mean, he, he played well with that Millwall game, the first game I think he played there. Mm. But after that, you just looked at him and thought, you're a fish out of water. Yeah. Get back in, get back. Yeah. But I, I, I think to kind of summarise the Fulham performance, and this sounds mental in, in spite of what I've just said, but I don't think it was a bad performance. We just switch off and, and that fragility in defence that kind of opens us up. You know, it could have easily been a one or draw if we'd have been more switched on and hadn't considered that that goal. I mean, offensively, we looked like we created stuff. We just couldn't finish it. And I think yeah. Andy Carroll seemed to make a difference when he came on. I think we're a completely different side when he plays. Yeah. Now we've got a focal point up front. We've got someone who comes back and helps out in defence. Yeah. You know, uh, like I say, with the focal point up front, I mean, we actually put balls up the top. And we've got someone who actually had them to a, a, one of our players. Yeah. Which is a rarity. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen that for, like, when did McAvenny go? You know, that's the last <laughs> time I saw it, you know? it's, it's a shock to the system. Yeah. I, yeah. I have to sit down during the game going, like, I've seen Carlton do this for two or three years now, and he never finds one of our players once. <laughs> yeah. Andy, stop it, please. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a great idea he's got to pass to the people's head. But before we, we move away from um, those two away games, I did a bit of research on... Um, our away form uh, this season and I've compared it against the away form of Avram Grant on the season we went down oh, don't say that name in here <laughs> the lightning strike the frog so <laughs> on the season we went down after 13 away games we had won two drawn five lost five and that's the season we went down this season 
with draw, uh, one two, drawn two, lost nine. So that's eight points from 13 games for Big Sam, whereas Avram had 12 points from 13 away games. So he's four, Big Sam is four point, has four points less in away games than Avram Grant did at this time, and we ended up going down. How do you feel about that bombshell? I just think we're trying to counteract how well we did away from home last season. Mm. Yeah. Just to make it fair for everybody, you know. I mean, we've got so many points away from home. I mean, yeah. Let's not spoil your travelling fans. You know? <laughs> let's get back to reality. Yeah? That is true. That is. I I mean, away fans had it too good last yeah, season. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah this is it. their punishment. Yeah. This is West Ham we're watching yeah. here. I'm still in that kind of last season away day mentality, though. Yeah. I remember like going up to Wigan, thinking, "Oh yeah, we're going to win today." Rough it in their faces, and we've got got done. And that was. A, probably one of the worst performances this season it's it's taking some time to get away from that kind of we should be winning away mentality yeah i mean you know there's 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 a little bit of luck and a little bit of just bad football and Mm. and you know fulham had the luck with the offside goal yeah you know and to get hit that soon on obviously knocks our confidence because we keep conceding early goals um and then the second goal in the fulham match was obviously you know another kick in the balls um so i think there's a bit of bad luck and a bit of bad just football but you know we're doing all right (laughs) yeah well we did do all right because the football improved we come up against Swansea and it was a massive one nil win and all the papers said we totally deserved it I'm a little unsure of that Rio what what was your opinion of it I think it was a bit of a stodgy performance you Mm. know Um, you know what Swansea are going to do they're trying to pass the ball around yeah um, which they did to effect but they didn't create nothing yeah? Mm. And we were fortunate we cut up a side who didn't do anything with the mm. ball up front, you know? Yeah. We did create the better chances, you know? We, we did look the more threat, the bigger threat. But other sides that day would have destroyed us and put the game out of sight before we had that chance. Mm. Do you agree, James? Um, I've, I've, I thought we played pretty well. I mean, it was a little bit edgy, but I, I felt like, you know, it's fine possession football, but... If you're not going to create with it, then you know pass around as much as you want. Mm. Um, and I felt like we just plugged away, and we had the better chances, and we deserved. Oh yeah. In we deserve a victory. Mm. And you know Swansea. I was just looking at the league table now. Swansea uh, away from home have only conceded ten goals all season, and that's wow. equal with Man City. So that's the best. Rec- that's the best away record in terms of conceding goals. Um, so they're no mugs. Mm. You know, and they've. You know, they work together hard. I like watching them. They're a good team. You know, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. They play it around. They work hard. They didn't create anything. Um, and you've got to think, with that away record, that's a great result. Mm. And I also think that was a match that was just so important not to lose. Yeah. You know, I think that was the agenda for Big Sam. I think we can't lose this match. Yeah. You know, and even a point you would have accepted because they're a top 10 team, um, mm. you'd have probably accepted a point. And three points, magic. Yeah. That yeah. could be a season. That, uh, to me, that is probably the biggest result this season because it's been on a, oh, it's in been the a huge in context, yeah, yeah. 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 It's been a, a bad run, and that is a massive result. It suddenly gives yeah. us a bit of breathing space, and we can relax a little bit. Yeah. David Gold said something to that along the lines of, uh, "It was that win kind of made us all as a club look upwards instead of looking downwards. Like we we could start looking at the teams we can climb instead of. So I think." I totally agree. I think, and even he he would say this that it was a massive, possibly a big turning point in our season. Okay, let's move on and talk about the transfer window. Let's start by talking about Diarmi. Mo Diarmi is staying. Is that good news? 
Uh, not for his agent, no. <laughs> no. Willie McKay. Not for his agent's it's... wife and mansion. Yeah, no, he's um, financially took a big hit, and I do really, really feel bad for him. You know? Yeah. I've, um, another, I'm... another lean lean six months in the McKay household. We, yeah. Um, any food parcels can be set up and distributed. <laughs> I think we should just have a whip round. You know, and, crisis. You know. Will, We're a family crisis. club. We're a friendly family yeah. club. You know? Who wants to see an agent staff? <laughs> But is it good? Is it good news that he's that that he's staying? Or are we happy about that fact? Oh yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, huh? yeah. He's not as good as his agent thinks, or possibly a lot of actual fans think. He's not as good as Premiership clubs think, evidently. If no, they're not even paying three and a half yeah. million for him, he wouldn't be paying for us if he was worthy mm. of a bigger club. You know? Yeah, he's a good player. When he's on form, he's outstanding. But and like I say he started the season absolutely on fire. But that's held off. And there was a reason he got dropped for the, that Chelsea game and mm. put on the bench in that first half. And that's because he, he his form's held off. He was very much ineffective. Mm. But uh, he dropped the Chelsea game. He got brought on the second half with a little bit of a point to prove. And boy, did he prove it, you know? Yeah. But even, even since then, he's, he plays in fits and starts. He's a, he's a very good player. Driving midfielder. His final ball's lacking. Yeah. If you ask me. But... No, I mean, he's a more than worthy addition to our squad and a very good player, but he won't be with us next season. Well, yeah. I mean, the the, the rumour is that this is all going to kick off again in the summer, that he's not prepared to sign another contract. You can tell that a mile yeah. off, yeah. But I, I, had a, I, um, I understand that the, the, the feeling amongst the board is that... Um, that no one like what's the point as if you're the army what's the point of going to anyone bar the, the teams in the top four because we can, can kind of compete with everyone outside of that yeah it would only be for money that would be the only reason he would transfer essentially and maybe we can do something there that was kind of feeling in this transfer window and, and as it turned out he never, he never went anywhere no i think that's completely true mm. yeah yeah and the other the other thing there's someone like uh the guy I sit with made a good point. He was he he was like, Diarmi offers something different to Mark Noble in that he can beat players and, and create something, whereas Noble kind of passes sideways. And he said that it's really important we have a, a player like that in the team. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. It brings another dimension to our side. Yeah. Without him, we've got a very very slow central midfield, mm. which I think is part of our problem this season at times. Yeah. Now, very one paced and. Suspect to uh, the teams like Arsenal who can just counter attack and destroy us with a little bit of pace. Yeah. So I mean, the army does offer another option. I mean, I'd love him to stay, but I just like I said, I, outside this this summer, he won't be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love seeing his marauding runs down the, <laughs> down the wings. Yeah. The often, you know, just seeing him attack players, which is great to see, which we don't have. You're right, of Noble mm. and Nolan. You know, he gets the ball and he runs at players. Yeah. Um, and that's great. And you know. It's funny being a football fan, isn't it? It's ridiculous in some way because everyone was singing. You gave him a massive round of applause and the army, army, and all of this. And you just think <laughs> he probably couldn't give a he shit. Give a shit. <laughs> and you just think, yeah. from our point of view, you think, oh, to be yeah. that loved. If <laughs> someone sung a song to me with my name in it, <laughs> no, no, I'd love him forever. Even a negative one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the first podcast I was slagging off QPR for just hiring mercenaries, and yet here we are. There's clearly one yeah. in our midst. And I will happily chant his name if he runs 20 yards and beats a couple of players, but that, I guess that's... Yeah, we, we've been caught up watching West Ham players who don't mm. run 20 yards at all yeah. most yeah. of the game sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, 
names mentioned, but <laughs> it's, uh, no, I, it's a shame that he won't sign. And I think, but as a lot of people have said on the forum, actually, if he wants to go, let him go. Yeah. We're a bigger club than him, and we'll survive. And mm. you know, he can go and sit on the bench for a Chelsea or yeah. a, you know an Arsenal. Yeah. Okay. So now we're delighted to bring you friend of the show and king of the transfer window, the senior writer of sportsdirectnews.com, Hugh Southen. How are you doing, Hugh? I'm great. I'm great, Chris. How are you? Good, good. Man. We've got James and Rio here, and it's, a, it's a delight to have you on the show. Terrific. Pleased to be here, mate. Pleased to be here. So, come on, give us give us your take on this transfer window. What do you think of it? Well, my take generally is that January is always anticlimactic, isn't it? Um mm. We tend to get into this idea, particularly on Twitter, that we're going to be buying Lionel Messi and um, whoever it might be. But in fact, there's so many issues going on uh, with relegation and promotion that you never really get what you want. Mm. From West Ham's point of view, I don't think it was too bad at all. I mean, there wouldn't be anybody. There wasn't a dry eye in the dry eye around Upton Park when Joe came back. I mean, that was a good <laughs> signing. Um, the left-sided defender, his name I won't try to pronounce because I should make a prat of myself. Um, he's got a good, he's premiership proven, he's okay. Went a long time trying to get Olsen. Of course, it didn't happen. So, you know, that, that, that looks all right, but we've got to wait and see reserve judgment on that. Um, Shamak, well, an interesting one. The club's new managing director, Jack Sullivan, uh, made, his views <laughs> clear on, <laughs> made his views fairly clear on that one on Twitter. Um, so I suppose, you know, we better agree with the boss. But I don't know. We, we must wait and see on him. Um, what can one say? And then, of course, uh, we brought in Palista. Yeah. Well, I've got to say that was a bit of a surprise because he is, after all, only six foot which isn't normally high mm. enough for our centre-forwards, if I dare be a little bit uh, <laughs> yeah, a uh, rude. But he does like to play the ball on the ground. And we, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think we're OK. I think, I think we strengthen well. I think Joe was terrific. He was clearly the marquee signing. I think the left-sided defender is going to be fine. If one of the other two clicks, I think they're only there, should anything happen to Andy, to give Carlton a rest, because we know he can really only play one game a week. Um... We're not going down. We're mid-table. We're going to be fine. It was just a squad strengthening exercise, really. I think, Chris. Um, I wasn't unhappy with it. What about uh, Paul Robinson? Were we after any other goalkeepers? What was the idea behind trying to get Robinson in? That was very much a Daily Mail-generated story. There was apparently something in it. I was told that the money was in Sam's budget to do it. Um, Sam, like most managers, uh, has got various options open to him. I think, in the end, he simply decided not to do it. Um, yeah. I don't know. You'll have to ask Sam. I, I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen enough of Paul Robinson this season. I haven't seen anything of Paul Robinson this season. I don't know how good or bad he is or has become. Mm. Um, but my... my <laughs> My, my feeling was throughout from the people I was talking to that it wasn't going to happen anyway. But, yeah. you know. And, what, and what about Diarmi? Was there, was there more agents involved there creating stories? No bid for him? Are we being totally honest tonight or are we doing PR, Chris? What, what, what are we going to do? Um, because, Whatever you feel like, you. Well, okay, I'm going to do it. The whole <laughs> Diarmi thing was, in my view, I think it was agent-inspired. Um, yeah. 
and people inside the club thought exactly the same thing. There were stories being planted every other day about Arsenal. Um, Arsenal were never interested, as we discovered at the end. Mm. Like, and had they been, they would have done it back in the summer. Because Arson is very, very financially cute. Yeah. He was aware of the player. He knew he was on a free. He came to West Ham. What was Arson going to do? Three months into the season, buy a player for three and a half million plus a 60,000 a week uh, pay deal over three years, making him a 10 or 12 million player, which he could have had for nothing. Mm. That was never going to happen. Yeah. The Spurs stuff. I thought it was almost insulting to the army to suggest that he'd be there for half a season and then they could go for the player they really wanted in the summer. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot that, you know, as far as I could make it out, there was just a lot of stories being planted. Chris, do you remember on the very last night of the transfer window, Sky News came out and said, uh, what was it? We have a report that there has been a bid for Mohamed Diarmi from an unnamed club. Yes, remember yes, yep. I remember seeing that. The release clause has been, been activated. Activated, yeah. Activated, yeah. triggered. <laughs> well, I mean, I almost asked you then what your view was, but if at nine o'clock at night on the deadline, why would any club not be named? There's no reason not to be named. Mm, full of people. So what we've got going on here, I believe, is somebody whispering into a Sky reporter's ear, um... We had we had a bid from an unclaimed club from Mohamed Diarmi, so the reporter reports this, and the person responsible for planting it in his ear is sitting there saying, "Please, please, please, somebody come out of the woodwork and come and bid for him, will you?" Yeah. It was, just, it, it was pathetic. Um, and to be honest, <laughs> you know, I spoke to David Gold about it, um, not, not that in particular about the whole transfer window. And my my view is much the same as his. The most successful transfer window for West Ham was about the most still with us. Okay. Um, in in kind of happier news, Andy Carroll made his return to the team and scored with a header. Are you pleased to see him back? Well, of course. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I I just think I've always liked Andy Carroll. I think he's a very very fine player at what he does, um, and in the kind of setup that Sam operates within, um, then you've got to say yeah. You know, he's the perfect for, you know, we've heard the names of Ricky Lambert mentioned and others, but this kid's got youth on his chance. And when he's really up for it, he's a hell of a player, isn't he? Mm. I mean, he's got some of his layoffs on, on Saturday against yeah. Swansea, you know, when he will chest it down to our players. Mm. And Rio mentioned it, uh, kind of touched on it earlier. You know, the yeah. little flicks to our players, the headers, they all, they all go to our team. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and when he turns a player... Yeah. You know, he's so big and when he turns him he looks so graceful. He's a very yeah. he's a very intelligent footballer. And maybe he, really he doesn't get the kind of plaudits that he deserves in that regard. He is there's a lot more to him than that, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, do you do you think it's likely we're we're gonna see him at West Ham beyond this season? Can I just say one thing about that before we move on to yeah. that question? It's a big question. It's a huge question. Um The thing about Andy Carroll is that you don't just get Andy Carroll, you get Kevin Nolan as well. You know, you get mm. you get a vastly improved Kevin Nolan when Andy Carroll's on the pitch, don't you? Yeah, yeah. that was evident on Saturday. I thought. Yeah, Very yeah. I mean, it, it was a, it was apparent in the first game against Fulham. You know, I mean, I always think Kevin's a bit marmite. You either do or you don't, don't you? Really? But when when Andy Carroll's around, you know, he does look he just looks different. Right? And it was the same up at Newcastle. I mean, they were just a real double act. 
will he stay beyond the end of the season? I would like to think so, but if I'm brutally honest, I don't think we can afford him. I just don't think we can afford to keep him. Mm. I really can't see us spending £15, £17 million yeah. on one player. Yeah, it, even with the increased revenue that we're going to be getting next season, you don't no, think? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, it's 650k a position. So at the moment, on positional money, we're worth six and a half million. Um, there is, of course, part of the you know, if I'm calling it the umbrella sky deal to come in, we should mm. get some of that. But um, what you're actually looking at, lads, is I, I know exactly what the deal is. It was agreed that he would come to us so long as we, or we, he wouldn't come to us. We were given first option on him at 17 million uh, so long as we survived. So we could do the deal if we chose to immediately the season ends because we will stay up. Okay. Um, or we could do it before that if we wanted to, um, okay. so long as we're safe. Um, but then on top of the 17 million, you're looking at £84,000 a week wages. Mm. So if you're going to sign him over four years, you're looking at a deal of around 32 million, I think. God, mm. I'm bright, and I yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 32 million. It's almost Let's... modern iron. Yeah, almost. <laughs> we're, we're almost talking about Chris Samba money. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, is our West Ham going to spend that sort of money? Are we going to put every single egg we've got into AC's basket? Yeah, mm. it's a gamble. I think you'll find that we will have um, a little bit of advanced Twitter news for you. I think we will have about £20 million to okay. in the summer. I mean, is that going to be comparative to other Premier League teams? you think that other teams will no be spending more? Yeah. I would think it's going to be comparative to Southampton and, well, I don't know about QPR. I mean, uh, no, they'll probably be championship by then, so we'll leave Fingers that out. <laughs> Yeah, that, that very charismatic club down by White City, you know the one, don't you? Um, <laughs> um, I, think compared, I mean, compared to, oh, I don't know, the Wiggins, the Villas, and uh, the, I don't know about Newcastle, um, it probably compares quite favourably to most, but, you know, obviously not to the top four. Um, but whether, I mean, I would sooner see a strengthen. If I'm really getting brutally honest, I would like to see a strength and across the across the entire team. Yeah. I love Andy Carroll. I think he's a smashing player. I think he's a geezer. I think he's a right good lad. Mm. And and I think he brings so much to the team. But what happens if Sam were to be offered a bigger club and were to leave? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of worst-case scenarios. Mm. Um, and we had got Andy Carroll. I suppose we could go and sell him. But are we going to get £17 million for Andy Carroll? I mean, I know I'm presenting a, a, a daft scenario, but I just don't think we can afford it. I just don't. Just very quickly, Hugh, what, what, what is your thoughts on Sam? Because there's a lot of talk, on, especially on the forums, about you know the contract extension. And I know the chairman have come out and said, we're not discussing it until the summer. Do you think that's a sign of confidence, or do you just think that's a business? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I know the way they work. I mean, if you look at the history, Chris, that is exactly the way they worked at Birmingham City. They mm. don't do any deal-making until the season is over. They never have done. Okay. Uh, Steve Bruce was with them for a long time as manager up there. Um, they always renewed, you know, mm. if a renewal was due, uh, at the end of the season. Uh, same with players. It's, it's just the way they do it. I mean, um, it's, just their, it's just their modus operandi. I don't think there's any problem whatsoever. 
so long as we survive and we're okay, which we will do, he will be offered a new deal. Brilliant. Whether he accepts it ah. is, is quite another question. That's an interesting <laughs> point. He likes the London lifestyle, though, yeah, doesn't he? he? Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's got a nice flat um, in, in central London, I think. Um, he, he likes the life. He's beginning to feel that the fans are now warming to him, hmm. uh, which they probably are. Um, if he keeps us up, having brought us up, well, you could ask why would he leave? But hold on a minute. It's possible, isn't it, Chris, that Aston Villa might be available, big yeah. club. Real Madrid club. might be available. But he might, <laughs> yeah, he might go back to Real Madrid, get go have another interview there. <laughs> That's right, they could always... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd like that. I'm sure I'd like to have a proper managing Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah I, can see that. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, really sounds type of player, isn't he? So, oh, sorry, sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Um, um, no, but I mean, there are there are clubs around who mm. who might be interested. Um, Interesting. I think that they will make it worth his while to stay. Um, you know. Uh, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's just a question, you know, nothing certain in football. I mean, I've been around the game so many years now, and odd things happen. And you say, oh, are they going to offer him a new deal? Well, hang on a minute, is he going to accept one? Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. I guess, yeah, it is a two-way um, kind of conversation to be had. It's easy to forget that, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to ask you a question, actually, Chris. I know mm. you're talking, asking me the questions, but who would you have in if it didn't work out with Sam at the end of the year? I think the options are very thin on the ground, and I think mm. it... Um, uh, Liverpool going after uh, Martinez, uh, Wigan kind of sh- revealed how how few options there are, how few good managers there are out there. I mean, uh, there probably would have been a time when well, after Avram when we were in the Championship that I would have had Harry Redknapp back, but oh, what? <laughs> in what desperation. But there, um, but I I think I think Big Sam is is probably the best contender for the job right now, and I don't think there's many managers who could do a better job than him. I mean, I, you know, I'm old enough to go back as far as Morrow, as you know, mm. um, uh, and onwards. And, and I have to say, I was, I was brought up on the academy, you know, we play pure football and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, that was brilliant, and I loved it, and I loved Brooklyn, and I loved Dev, and, and all the lads, you know, it was absolutely tremendous. Mm. But, got to be said, you look at that match on Saturday, perhaps in the old days, with their soft underbelly, we would have got beaten. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas now, and I've got my own reservations about Sam Styles. I mean, I'm not saying I'm a Sam man. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think he's done a great job for us. But uh, oh, we've had a bad little run, but then so have Newcastle, so have Norwich. Every club has that. But but we are hard to beat. Yeah. You know, when, you know, well, there isn't that soft underbelly there anymore. He's yeah. not going to have that sort of approach, is he? Really? Yeah. Uh, Hugh, we're going to be talking to you in our next episode, which is a Bobby Moore special about Bobby Moore. And on that point, um, I'm really in uh, one of Bobby's biographies. He talks about uh, under Ron Greenwood, he felt that we didn't show enough fight when we went up to big Northern teams, and uh, right. and that they yeah. sometimes took advantage of us. Do you think? Um, mm. Do you think Sam is the kind is the kind of manager that Bobby Moore would have liked? Yeah, I think it probably is. It's a difficult question to answer because he worked under Greenwood, he worked under John, he worked under Greenwood and John, didn't he? I think he would have approved, yeah. Um, I mean, the mere fact that he would say such a thing it almost leads you to having to say yes. Mm. Um, yeah, I think he probably would. You know, Bobby was a bad loser. You know, um 
And yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that he would have gone 100 percent with his style of football, but certainly he would have gone with a, you know, let's not get beat philosophy. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I think that I think that was he was a he was a winner after all. Yeah, he was. He was. Great. Yeah, I was just, just me watching him on uh, YouTube tonight. Yeah, amazing. Lovely. Um, well, um, Hugh, we can't can't wait to talk to you more in that Bobby Moore special. We're really looking forward to it. And uh, thanks for yeah. thanks for tonight. That's brilliant, mate. Brilliant. Cheers, Hugh. Brilliant. Thanks, Hugh. Lovely, Hugh. Take it easy. Cheers. Now. Cheers. Okay, bye now, mate. Bye. Bye. Cheers, Hugh. And and if uh, if any of our listeners want to hear more from Hugh, he's on Twitter at Hugh Southen, and um, he is pretty much the official source of West Ham news, in my opinion. Yeah, he's top class. He's top class. He's a really good follow. Okay, let's move on and look at the forum posts of the week from Knees Up Mother Brown. What have you got, James? Um, I'm, in fact, I, I pulled out one that's... It was... Uh, there was posting about the supporters' advisory board, which, uh, from what I gather, is a group of people who West Ham go to to ask for advice. You're on it, really? yeah, on. I'm on it, yeah. yeah. Oh, Did okay. you see the stadium plans? Oh, I have, yeah. What can you say about that? They're mint. Okay. Good. That's good. Okay, but you signed a non-disclosure, didn't you? I cannot say anything else, otherwise yeah. I'll be killed in the morning by David okay. Sutherland and his henchmen. Um, but did they say what you were allowed to say about it? Uh, yeah. And that you were allowed to say it's wicked? No, we're allowed to say that we're impressed. We're allowed to say we've got retractable seating. We're allowed to say the roof extends over. Great. Enough. Wow. And the oh, hammerettes are back? Has it checked? <laughs> Not as far as I'm aware. I will put that to them. Um, interesting. That's interesting. So wait, had you, had, were you already sold on the idea of the Olympic Stadium? Or I, were you sceptical? I was half and half. I mean, yeah. I think as a club, if we need to progress and we want to sign a better car supplier, yeah. the move is pretty much needed. Yeah. You know? I've had 40 years of being average. Yeah. I'd like to give it a go once you know, before I pop it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm now sold. Okay, so you were 50-50 before, and it's totally changed your mind about... Yeah, yeah. No, I was, I'd, I'd say I was 60-40 before okay. in favour, and now I'm, I've changed. That's fully amazing. Behind it. Oh, good. So, right, so in, in the post about supporters advisory board that Rio is a member of, uh, Pinky Palermo was, was talking about something, um, and it amused me, uh, a guy called Mushy replied to him... Um, there was a jolly up apparently to go to the Fulham match. We invited the supporters of Ball to go to Fulham and see how Fulham's run. It was mentioned at the meeting, but I didn't. I'm Take not on up. that particularly subcommittee, oh, so subcommittee to committee anyway. Yeah. And Mushy replied to Pinky, which made me laugh. The Fulham trip looks like nothing more than a jolly up to me. What the f can we learn from Fulham unless we are thinking of erecting a statue to Jimmy Savile? <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the Alpari shirt sponsorship. So SBO Bet is gone. We won't be seeing that anymore on a kit after the summer. And we've got Alpari. So so we're getting we've got a, we've signed a three year deal that starts in the summer and it's three million pounds per year, allegedly. I think this is a, this is the Daily Mail's the source for this. Um, so currently we're thirteenth in the league table of sponsorship with um, one point seven million. So above us you've got QPR, Everton, Fulham, Arsenal, Villa, who get eight million. So they get uh, two and a half million more than uh, uh, than Arsenal do. Right. Got Tottenham on ten million, Newcastle ten million, Chelsea get thirteen point eight, and then uh, the top four are United, Liverpool, City, and Sunderland, who get uh, twenty million. Per year, Sunderland. bizarre one, but that's his up too. So presumably right. they have to win the Champions League. 
Yes. <laughs> Something like that to happen. But um, do you think it's fair that we're down in 13th in, in the league table? I'd, I'd say we were a bigger club than like QPR. I think or... we're getting slightly sold short mm. um, for two reasons. We get a hell of a lot of uh, media exposure. I mean, Mountain Tots yeah. have been on Sky this season. Yeah. As an only priority club. You yeah. Know? yeah. And you can imagine if we did, well, I would almost say, God forbid, because I don't think my heart could take it. If we did get a little bit of success, you know, mm. we did get onto the next <laughs> level. Imagine that. Six, six. No. <laughs> How are you spelling that? What's this word? <laughs> <laughs> um, um, we've never attracted good sponsors, have we? Yeah. I think I th- we've always been, mm. we've always been a little bit jokey. Like job yeah. serve. Job serve. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what right. happened to them? It's like I don't even know what these <laughs> things are. <laughs> you know, it's just I, we've never attracted good sponsors. No. And we're in the heart of Financial District London, one of yeah. the biggest financial hubs in the world. We should be getting blue chip companies. Yeah. Not. Especially if we go to this Olympic Stadium. Well, yeah. I mean, I think this is on the, like, the step forward. You know? mm. I think if the Olympic Stadium thing did come off, then we'd obviously go on to another level yeah. after that. But. Yeah. Oh, I kind of missed the Yeah. So, so the SBO bit, um, that sponsorship deal end, ends this summer, and like I say, our power are going to take over, but so also does the Macron deal, which was signed at the same time as SBO bit. So that's ending this summer, and there's there's rumours of rife that we're going to get Adidas. Now, as a, as a fan, I don't think there's been a time in my adult life where I've been so excited about our kit sponsor. How um, do we feel? I am absolutely delighted. You know, it, if the rumours are true. If, if the rumours are true, obviously. You know, um, there's a guy on the forum, Sutz. Ozil, yeah, he makes amazing kits. Absolutely superb designs. Yeah, you know, I'm showing James some mock-ups earlier. of the templates, yeah. and they look fantastic. And I've shown some of those to friends, mm. even at our age. You know, I'm 40. Yeah, they're all also old enough to know better. And we've all said we'd send spend a fortune. <laughs> the kids look like look like that. We'd yeah. be bang up. For the it. one that guy knocked up. Based on the uh, Trevor Brookin one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It, look, it just looks. We oh, we looked amazing. it earlier. I just yeah. got really excited. Oh. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Can you not mention on the supporters' advisory? <laughs> Can you get on your hands I, and knees? I printed out a few things in preparation for the next Did week. You? Yeah. Because not they, just better, but I'm going to print those out and go. This is what we want. This is what how you need. How do shirts work? They do some kind of market research. I don't. I don't know how. I don't know how the kit sponsors work because we've never had good kit There's sponsors. There's always no. been rumours that they've shown it to fans and the fans have gone, "Oh yeah, we like that." But who are these fans? Who are these? I, I've never met any of them. They're probably no. downstairs in the Queens, down ten points. You know, yeah, that looks alright. They probably just bring the man, one man, one pound fish man out of the market. <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh. this. Yeah, he probably designed them. <laughs> but that, those ones on on yeah. these up and around uh, look properly Incredible. get me excited. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. kit. Man, I love the Macron yeah. stuff. The Macron designs, I love. <sighs> but I in reality, um... I bought one for myself. I shouldn't know better. I know. Uh, put one for me, boy, yeah. and everything peels off. Yeah, do they? My son's walking around the West Ham shop. Every piece of that Macron badges are peeling off. Oh. The sponsors are peeling off. I've got a few Reebok ones that do that from the season of the championship. That their Reebok ones all peeled off as well. Yeah, but I've, I mean, I've still got my old feeder stuff. And yeah, that's working a treat. It's it's fickle, they don't make them like they used to no, in yeah. 2004. It's fickle football <laughs> badge. You can peel the badge off and put another team's badge. Yeah. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that be, I think that'd be properly properly exciting if we if we get out of this. Yeah, it's not just the actual kits as well. It's the it's the leisure wear. The and leisure the other stuff. wear, and that will bring an extra mo- uh, money. You know. Yeah, so, I d- I definitely buy it. James, would you turn up in a full kit, I socks saw, and shorts? I saw it. Swansea on Saturday. I saw a little boy in his full kit, and I thought, yeah. 
Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that annoys me, a bit of an aside, adults who wear goalkeeper's kits to yeah, football I, matches. I've never understood the goalkeeper what? kit. You've got to be mentally ill to turn up to a football match wearing a goalkeeper's kit. Have you seen the... Unless uh, you're a goalkeeper. It's definitely on Twitter, the uh, full kit wankers. <laughs> full kit? Oh, really? Oh, full kit wankers. <laughs> it is the most entertaining thing ever. I mean, yeah. I like the sound of that full right. kit wankers. Yeah, it was uh, pictures of various... People, I wouldn't have no better. Yeah, dressed in, dressed full, in kit. full kit with shin pads on. There is a limit. Yeah? <laughs> 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 boots <laughs> studs along the pavement, <laughs> tripping up <laughs> down Green Street. I mean, I, I wear a shirt once in a while, but shorts, socks. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I'll, That's fair enough. There is a complete limit. Yeah. And also, you're now in danger of putting this Twitter feed yeah. with pictures and being shamed to the rest of the world. So. Yeah. I, I have West Ham shorts and well, West Ham shirts, obviously. But if I like go to the gym or go for a run, with it, I will not wear a West Ham shirt with West Ham shorts in case no. someone thinks I... he's a full kit wanker. <laughs> <laughs> like so I'll always say I won't wear. Like, I'll wear odd stuff. It's funny. I, I thought that this very morning. I always wear <laughs> West Ham shorts to the gym, and I saw someone else in a rugby top, and I thought I'd never wear my West Ham top with you know with yeah. the shorts <laughs> at the gym. Look, yeah. I've done yeah. two like annoying clothes with a West Ham shirt and. I've got more support on them two runs than I have done Avons, yeah. All right. Uh, well, just quickly, just to round this kind of conversation up, let's just, just can we pick a best kit you've you've, you've we've ever had? Okay. Well, we can't dwell long on this. We've run out of time. But Rio, what was the best kit we ever had? Uh, it's got to be the eighty eighty one one. West Ham Adidas. West Ham Adidas. Yeah, that was oh. a brilliant kit. It's oh. tough, but I'm, I'm I loved the because I had it as a kid. The away Avco one from eighty five oh six, the yeah, white one. I've got that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I love. Oh, no, that. I have I'd probably go between those two because yeah. that that Trevor Brooker one is. Yeah, Do you know my one. Now that we're a little bit, I would have said like Avco or or the Adidas ones, but I think now we're a little bit removed from it. The Decanio Classic one with the collar, the feeler, yeah. and the Doctor Martin sponsor. That's really kind of right. That's a. A, a, I wore a riser, in, in my opinion. Two home games ago, I got many more glances in it. Did you? Yeah. yeah. Sadly, from blokes, will yeah. I'll never wear <laughs> <there> again. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some compliments. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so to finish Come up, on. so to finish up, let's uh, make some predictions. We've got Villa away. This is a six pointer, isn't it? This no, is... we're safe. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, do we think we're going to get something there? I really want us to. Heart says yes. Head says draw. Yeah. Really. Okay. Yeah. I just feel they're starting to find a little bit of form, aren't they? Yeah, that every the last, every team down there finds that like I feel, they're all picking up points. I feel the last three matches they've all they've been quite yeah. unlucky, Villa. But I, you know what, our wave form at some stage has to turn around. Yeah, so I'm going to say two one, two one, two one West Ham, two one West Ham. Well, um, I, I just hate Aston Villa, not as much as most other teams, but not as much as QPR, for example. But I, I, I can't remember the last time we went to Villa Park and won. It must be. Years ago, the actual last time we went to Villa Park on one was the uh, FA Cup. Oh, FA Cup semi final against Middlesbrough, yeah. yeah. But, um, but I'm going to be hopeful this time, and I'm going to say we're going to win, get our, our third league away win this season. Okay, then, well, gentlemen, Rio, thank you very much for thank joining you. us, and James, good to have you back. Pleasure. Um, next week, next episode is going to be a Bobby Moore special. Now, we've got all kinds of promises from all kinds of people, and we're very hopeful it's going to be very special. So, you will not want to miss it. So if you like it, tell someone. And if you don't like it, uh, also tell someone because there's no such thing as bad publicity. (laughs) We'll take it all. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you in two weeks when we'll have the Bobby Moore special. Take care. (laughs) 